14-year-old boy stands with a bunch of his street kid mates and says, why don't we get a Sheila and rape her? This is 12-Minute True Crime, The Street Kid Killers. Janine Balding was born in Wagga Wagga, a four and a half hour drive from Sydney. Her first job was a bank teller at the State Bank of New South Wales in the city of Sydney. Janine was 20 and each day she would park her car at Sydney's Sutherland train station before boarding the train and taking it to work. On September 8, 1988, she was abducted raped and murdered a month shy of her 21st birthday. On the afternoon of September 8, 1988, Janine was on her way back home from work. Like plenty of other people, she drove to the railway station every day, leaving her car in the nearby car park for the return journey. This would be the final day that Janine did park and ride. On the other end of the scale, 16-year-old homeless boy Matthew Elliott, 14-year-old Bronson Blessington, 22-year-old Stephen Shorty Jamison and 15-year-old Wayne Wilmot and their 15-year-old intellectually handicapped friend Carol Arrow had different ideas. As Janine got off the train and began walking to her car just a short stroll away, one of the homeless boys distracted her by asking her for the time. They then asked whether she had any money or cigarettes. Then, one of the boys pulled out a knife. The teenager warned Janine that he would cut her face if she did not do exactly as they asked, and then they snatched her car keys from her hand. The pack, which included five males, then forced Janine into the back seat of her own car before speeding off. They drove Janine's hijacked car for nearly an hour out west to Mitchenbury, with each minute being described as hell on earth for Janine. She was raped and beaten multiple times at knife point on the journey. Any hope that Janine had of being set free from the brutal torture was horrifyingly quashed after one of the boys declared, I think it's a nice night for murder. Those were the final words that sealed Janine's fate. And at this point, she knew her life was going to end. Driving down Sydney's M4, the group pulled off into an emergency stopping lane beside some deserted land. Dragging Janine out of the car, they gagged Janine with a scarf and hogtied her before pulling her along the ground and throwing her over the fence. Three of the boys dragged her to a nearby dam where she was drowned. After she was dead, the gang stole Janine's jewellery from her body and took her bank cards and her pin number, which she'd written down on a piece of paper in her purse. Chapter 2, From Missing to Murdered The homeless boys got back into Janine's car and left her body in the dam 
and took off. But the vehicle broke down shortly after their journey began. Making their way to Sydney's Mount Druitt by foot, they sold the jewellery and withdrew some cash using Janine's bank cards. They then hopped on a train back to Sydney's CBD. The group split up with two of them sharing their horrific crimes to another street kid before both of them went to Hyde Park to sleep. The next day, the pair took a train to East Gosford where they threw Janine's bank cards into the bushes before stealing another car and driving to a youth centre. Janine's parents reported her missing, but little did the police know the case would go from a missing persons case to a murder in the next 24 hours. Concern is growing for the safety of a missing... Guilt must have gotten the better of two of the boys, and the next day they went to a youth detention centre where they confessed to an unrelated assault that they had committed earlier in the day. A youth worker called police and the two boys dropped hints that they knew where Janine was raped and murdered, although they denied their involvement. A few hours later, the two homeless boys led police to the dam where Janine's lifeless body was, and they also gave up their three homeless mates. All five were arrested and charged with the murder of Janine Balding. Bronson Blessington was a teenager when he murdered Janine Balding in a crime that horrified the nation. Matthew, Bronson and Stephen Jamison were each given life sentences plus 25 years. Bronson, being just 14 at the time, made history as the youngest person in Australia to have ever received a life sentence. The judge in the case called their crimes barbaric and recommended that the three never be released. To sentence people so young to a long term of imprisonment is of course a heavy task, he said during the trial. However, the facts surrounding the commission of these crimes are so barbaric that I believe I have no alternative other to impose upon these young prisoners, even despite their age, a life sentence. Lighter sentences were given to Wayne Wilmot and Carol Arrow as they did not physically participate in the murder of Janine. Wayne served seven and a half years in jail while Carol spent 19 months in custody and was subjected to a three-year good behaviour bond. Chapter three, where are they now? In 2014, the United Nations Human Rights Committee found that Bronson and Matthew's sentences violated human rights as per the International Covenant on Civil and Political Rights. According to the UN, life in prison without the possibility of parole, even in the event of rehabilitation, was a cruel, inhuman and degrading punishment, especially considering that the boys were minors when they committed the crime. He was a child just 14 years old when he committed one of the worst crimes this country has ever seen. But nearly 30 years on, should a child criminal, now an adult and said to be rehabilitated, be released on mercy? The courts were ordered to review the sentences and potentially grant two of the men, now in their 40s, parole, if they prove that they are progressing towards rehabilitation. 
Bronson was now 48. While serving time, Bronson converted to Christianity and had expressed remorse over the rape and murder of Janine. A few years ago, he tried to appeal the court's parole based on the fact that he was 14 at the time, claiming that he had reformed because of his faith. Janine's remaining family fought to keep him in jail. It's hard, mate. And it gets worse when you turn into a man and uh, you know what happened. The courts rejected his appeal. Matthew, now 50, and Stephen, 56, are still serving their remainder of the life sentence in maximum security. Wayne was released in 1996. However, less than a year later, he was back in prison for assaulting other women. In June 2018, Wayne applied for bail, but it was rejected and he was deemed a serial sexual predator. The whereabouts of Carol, who is now 49, are unknown. This year, Janine would turn 55, and her mother Beverly and the rest of the family have worked hard to keep her legacy alive. On an episode of Crime Investigation Australia, Janine's mum said she would never be able to forgive her daughter's killers. Tim and I were shopping on the Thursday night, you know, on top of the world, kind of there, and we didn't, you know, you didn't realise this was going on with Janine. They took Janine's life for no reason, she said. She didn't know them, she was a stranger to them, I will never be able to forgive them, not ever. If you ever do get out, there is nowhere you will be able to hide. We will find you, Janine's brother David, who was 10 at the time, said of his sister's murder. In October 2013, shortly after what would have been Janine's 46th birthday, Beverly, Janine's mum, died after a short stay in hospital. In March 2022, Janine's father, Kerry, was reported to have passed away peacefully in hospital. The pair are buried next to their daughter in Wagga Wagga's Lawn Cemetery. Here she was with five people and a knife, and no one willing, they were telling her they were going to murder her. You know, how awful could that have been? She must have screamed, she must have yelled, she must have pleaded, and not a single soul had a little bit of thought in them heart to sort of say don't.